Hello out there, gentle podcast listeners. Welcome to Thrones of Game. This is the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, let me explain there. Friend, my name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing there? Doing my impression of Maester Paul Kelly. Yeah, man. Oh, he has such a sad moment. Yes, we just watched season two, episode seven, entitled <laughs> No, entitled A Man Without Honor. Uh, for those of you playing at home, um, this is the one where stuff, um, <laughs> where Sansa gets a period, and um, Delia Jane, what just happened? I learned that Theon fucking sucks. Yeah, Theon sucks. Wow. You didn't already know that? He was just always a blubbering... True, you've always seen broken Traumatised. And now you're seeing back together Theon, and now you're seeing, like, the fall, basically. Yeah, and, you know, I wouldn't say he deserved what he got, but fucking, like, I'm glad someone cut him down to size. Really poor choice of words on my Mm -hmm. part there. (laughs) But also his. I don't want people to think I'm a eunuch. (laughs) It's like, oh, dude. Oh, dude, you've started... I thought that's what... Like, is that what he said? No, surely not. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah. At least I didn't stop and wink at the camera there that would have been too much mm-hmm. but uh yeah um man let's just dive right into this because i'm not sure how much more introduction we can we can muster out of this one what was your mvp my mvp the most what? valuable part i really really fucking enjoyed the scene between Arya and uh tywin yeah this was very good as well like it's a bit weird because he starts off by being all like uh you know someone tried to attempted to poison me and i want this person found and killed and at the end of the scene he's all like I know you're not a common girl and you're actually just pretending to be. He's like, maybe you should have put two and two together. Here's someone you know <laughs> isn't who they say they are and someone just tried to kill you. Mm, mm. Maybe figure that one out. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. Very good scene. But yeah, I mean, and again, choice of words on my part, there's a dance happening here and mm-hmm. he like feels like he's leading the dance and then I is like, you know, he she dips him and he's like, careful now girl yeah (laughs) like i just really love the back and forth happening here like there's just layers of subtext and Mm. both actors are fucking killing it fucking damn and especially god precocious little Maisie williams here oh yeah for sure yeah i don't think they actually have any other scenes together that i mean other than the ones we'll have how she got in this situation yeah but i mean in the latter seasons they don't it's a very good pairing they have such an interesting dynamic going on and you know the bit where she's like clutching a knife kind of staring at his neck going your neck is very high and i'm very short yeah however (laughs) no it does make me kind of sad uh, for Maisie as well that she really didn't get to play with many people over the course of the show when you think about it yeah true a lot of uh, the dude and just being hit mm. by sticks and blind and then came back and all oh I'm a cold bada- badass I'm not going to say anything other than just give glares and yeah like, oh we were having fun with this character uh, we also get another glimpse of different mountain uh, yeah, so did we solve this mystery? I mean, I didn't look it up, because okay. that's not the way this works. PvP. <laughs> I was about to ask about the Tommen mystery as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't look that up either. I say I do, and then I don't. That's my shtick, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, he calls him Clegane. He's very tall. It's He's never referenced in any... It's got to be the mountain before they found the mountain. I feel like they know. I know why they replaced him. This guy is tall, but he's not big. Mm. Like, he's not really... It, it looks a little bit like he might be on stilts or on a stool or something. His voice is also comically low. Yeah, like, not, and, not so, like, awesome bassy. It's, like, yeah. too bassy. Like, wow. But that. it doesn't look like it's 
coming from him. Yeah, he's got that kind of problem. Despite his size, it does not look like that voice belongs to that guy. Yeah. So whether he's actually pitching down or whether they've, you know, I don't, I know helium raises your voice. I forget what lowers it, but there are ones. Bromine? No, that might be poison. Anyway, but it's like I don't, don't know if you've, bromine. <laughs> if if you've se- ever seen the new Wiggles, the new lineup. Oh, uh, do they have like a super bassy dude? They have a bassy dude, <laughs> and it's like he's tall and it's much the same as him, but he's just this sort of bro- blonde, smiley. dude dude and then just all of a sudden he's like fucking henry the octopus <laughs> hot potato hot potato yeah that's it's like, like did, does it wiggles... fit as like a i mean is he just doing the bass parts of their harmonies or something because yeah. as long as it fits when they're performing i guess that's fine but yeah that's a little bit hello children yeah <laughs> <laughs> like uh yeah bassy voices are kind of inherently intimidating so yeah i didn't think the beatles uh the beatles god <laughs> the wiggles who are the objectively of our generation <laughs> the beatles of children's entertainment yep uh, yeah, I didn't think I needed the lower harmony, but there you go. Yeah, Lucy in the sky with a big red car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I was I was hoping I could get to the end of that joke before because I didn't have the ending before when I started it. So, <laughs> Baby, uh, you can drive my big red car. <laughs> nice, that was better. Uh, yeah, and then Tywin has a whole line of like, do you know what a legacy Oh, I'd like to be in Henry's Octopus's Garden in the Shade. <laughs> there we go. Yes, actually, there's, there's a tangent beyond here. <laughs> Wiggles beetles. Wig be- beetle wigs. No, we'll figure it out later. Hmm. Um, yeah, where Tywin's all like, you know what a legacy is? It's what you pass your children into your children children and then you know i'd like to bring in our very first bit of uh, hamilton talk mm-hmm. of uh do you know what a legacy is it's planting seeds in a garden you'll never see ah that's a much better quote thank you very much time <laughs> uh but then you know um aria goes on about the legends of dragons and the targaryens who rode them and one of them had a sword she called dark sister and i'm like that is a much better name than heart eater joffrey <laughs> you stupid dick there's some subtlety to that or widow's way that guy sucks yeah <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy the chat, and especially with Arya going, and his sisters, mm. and then, you know, Tywin all being like, oh, I'm sure I knew that once upon a time. Yeah, back <laughs> when I was little and cared about stories about dragons, you didn't outsmart me. <laughs> Careful yeah. now. Oh, it was so delicious. Yeah, like when she just takes it that step too far, and he's like, I enjoy your company, but I won't tell you, I, I'm not above kicking you out and hanging you. And even when she tries to throw it back at him, uh, my mother, right, taught me how to speak proper, my lord. Uh, uh, properly. It's yeah, like, that's right. And I do like that you're not quite sure if he believes her either. Like, mm. it's, it's a good bit, yeah. It's well scripted, well acted, great yeah. stuff all around. So yeah, uh, two-way tie for MVP for those two. Yeah, I, I didn't have anything like that overwhelmed me for an MVP, because that was on my li- short list. Uh, so was, you know, just the Hound and Sansa crossing in the hall. Mm. And, you know, she tries to be nice, like, oh, I've never, I've never thanked you for helping me. And he's all like, oh, I just killed people for shits and gigs. You, just helping you is secondary. Yeah. Except does it in a far more scowly hound way than that. I'm kind of glad that we got the hound that we did later on because around these episodes i felt he's fairly one note yeah no i mean that's good i mean season two is when you still have them a bit more one-dimensional and then you you bring out some depth over time that's good yeah um it's just yeah. like i like killing things Rawr, i really like it and she's like oh why are you such a hateful man he has a good quote of uh, oh you'll be glad for that hatefulness when i'm all that's standing between you and your loving husband it's like ooh, mm. damn. yeah so there's, there's a that's actually kind of a good undertone through a few scenes in this one is this kind of pending doom for Sansa of marrying Joffrey because that relates to later on when her, what was it, red rose is blooming for the mm. first time, which means she can have children so she can now marry him and it's all like, and it's just a good undertone of this this sense of 
that impending doom that is getting ever closer and closer no matter what yeah yeah she actually deserves an mvp for this episode as well yeah. and like and i loved uh well i didn't love i mean it's it kind yeah. of hard, hard to watch but like shay's reaction oh dear it's okay it's okay no don't you know what this means oh, oh fuck shit. help oh, me flip the mattress <laughs> and then that other girl so she kind of runs up is like where are you going i have to tell the queen that uh, sansa is has you know become yeah. a woman it's like uh how about you don't bitch <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a good bit. Good old Shay, before everything went horribly wrong with it. This is what I'm still curious about, because she seems to be a very good person on this side of, you know, the seasons. And mm. then later on when she we find out she's a traitor, it's like, where was the flip? I'm confused. I, I just want to know. Watching him backwards probably doesn't help, but still. Doesn't help. Well, it reveals more. And again, I do, this is one of those I want to know, but I'm not mad they didn't show me or spell yeah. it out in black and white. I enjoy the mystery. It's just uh, a little... Still, I'm curious, and it's a good curious. I will say, just like a slight MVP for the show, mm -hmm. like I don't get many surprises going backwards, obviously, but that they used this episode and they ended it like, well, it wasn't the last scene; it was the second to last scene mm -hmm. of um the lady, fucking. Uh, Catelyn Stark. Thank you. It was a Stark. Yeah. Sorry, there were lots of last names getting thrown around oh, yeah. in this, and I'll be asking for clarification on a bunch of shit later. But for now, the Lady Stark pulling out um, her sword, and that's where they left that. And then the next episode, um, it was revealed. Out, yeah, she freed Jamie, and yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a very good choice of the show. Yeah, it does make me wonder what she was doing, though. Mm. <laughs> it's like, you know, ask Brianna of Tarth for her sword, and then cuts away. It's like, well, what were you doing? Oh, I was just uh, looking at the sword and then going to hand it back to Brienne and say, take the Kingslayer to King's Landing and get my uh, daughters back, please. Yeah. I just wanted to look at it, you know, and be like, oh, look, it's a sword. <laughs> it looks like a T. That means T for take him to King's Landing. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever their link was. But yeah, I agree. And especially also with um, the the very last uh, shot of this episode is Theon raising up these two charcoal bodies and oh, you're yeah, meant to believe it's Bran and Rickon. And the show definitely hides that very well because they, they think they've cornered them at this farm when they find the walnuts. Like, ah, this is proof for somehow. Mm. Um, so we, the audience, believe, oh, they're that's proof they're hiding here somewhere. And then when you see the charcoal bodies, like, okay, they found them. Whereas then you find out later that no, no, they doubled back and they're hiding in the the palace yeah. in Winterfell. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of walnuts. This must be Hodor. Like, yeah, it's like is he known for? He, we never see him hoeing into you know walnuts ever again. These nuts were not crocked by your standard regular nut cracker. No, you can see this is clearly a hand of a very large man. There's only one man I know who cracks walnuts by hand. Mm. Hodor. <laughs> These are the things I know about people. Yeah, bit weird. Um, but again, I, I enjoy the misdirect because that was a genuinely a, oh shit, that mm. really happened? Oh wow, kind of moment. But then it all fits together in, in the retrospect. And so just to go over this a bit, mm -hmm. I had no idea that Jamie was the one who crippled Bran. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get to that, it's going to take some time. Uh, but yeah, it was Jamie. There we go. Mm -hmm. You bastard. He's a bastard. Uh, man, what were my other potential MVPs? So, um, he's the one that killed Ned Stark as well? No, not exactly. So, who's the king that he slayed? Okay, so, the king before Robert Baratheon, who dies in earlier, who's also already dead, um, it was, was it Aegon Tech? Aegon? I can't remember, a Targaryen dude, mm. uh, who was burning everybody alive and absolutely insane, 
And even though Jamie was sworn to be a Kingsguard and protect him with his life, was like, this dude's out of his fucking mind and stabs him in the back. Ah, right. So even though he technically did the right thing by killing the old Mad King, and uh, he still broke his oath and is a man without honor mm. episode title. <laughs> which they snuck in there right at the end. Yep, which Very was good because I yelled credits and then we got them like five <laughs> minutes later. So, yeah. So, and this brings in Daenerys as well, because mm-hmm. I just sort of didn't click with, because the name Targaryen has been brought up a lot in my, mm-hmm. oh, this episode, oh, that's Daenerys's last name. Yeah, I mean, it takes so long to go from Daenerys to Targaryen with all the other things filled in between. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's... So not asking for direct clarification, because I think I should watch this play out and see mm-hmm. how she got here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will find that question at the end for sure. Uh, but yeah, all you need to know is, I guess, her family was in charge until Robert Baratheon led a rebellion that overthrew them and she and her brother escaped. And then the last living Targaryens. And I haven't met her brother. And you haven't met the brother. There we go. Yes, for reasons. Mm. Dead. <laughs> I mean, that's no spoiler. Come on. If you don't ever met a character, what are the chances they're just living happily in a cottage somewhere? Mm-hmm. Zero. <laughs> unless they're obese. Yeah. <laughs> as we've learned for some reason. Uh, I missed Hot Pie this episode. Yeah. We're not seeing him many g- again, are we? I uh, No, I think we do see him again. Yay! I, I think. I mean, last episode we saw him, they were like, shut up, Hot Pie. They have to establish him as being called Hot Pie at some sure. point. So yeah, I'm pretty sure we see him again. Uh, my other potential MVP was between Tyrion and Seesaw Lannister, where basically she's doing this really good job of just saying she knows Joffrey's a little shit, but she still loves him because it's her son, and also she just have the feelings of being a mother and that you just have to uh, love your children, basically. Mm. And um, even th- and then Tyrion gets a good line of like, it's tough to put a leash on a dog once you put a crown on its head, which <laughs> just made me picture a dog with a crown on its head, and that was really funny. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's really, I'm, I'm enjoying that. <laughs> but like the, the idea that the dog would be like, no, no leash. I yeah. got crown now. I am crown. I am king. <laughs> I know what that is now somehow. Uh, yeah, that's not a really sound metaphor, but you know. Yeah, but even then, like, you know, uh, Cecil Lannis is kind of breaking up a little bit, and Tyrion like, takes a step forward to try and comfort him there's like we're just not there we're not those yeah. people but the intent is there and i get it that you get that intent from a couple of steps it's nice uh and my other 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 potential mvp uh was uh, the scene between sansa and seesaw again talking about children and you know she says oh you, you won't love the king but you can love the children and the more people you love the weaker you are love no one but your children and I was like it's it's a good bit of this woman who's been at this point forced in this situation and is bitter because of it not necessarily making the choices to be an absolute bastard and probably sort of sees a young her in her Mm. maybe like maybe she thinks of herself that innocent at some point and again well just kind of trying to prepare this girl who clearly doesn't know and is so far from her own mother again it's a pairing we don't get a lot of because you know i don't think they have a scene together after this after Sansa flees but while it's there it's quite nice it's a interesting dynamic yeah also yeah um, throwing back to Tywin and Arya where he goes oh you remind me of my daughter I don't know if that was a burn or a dig or not (laughs) I like to think it was a meant meant as a compliment that she's very you know headstrong and all that kind of stuff but uh, obviously Arya who has Cersei on her kill list is like fuck yeah (laughs) Just took it well, though. Took it with a mouthful of mutton. Mm -hmm. As one must always. Uh, Our next question, nudity! I I don't think we had any. No, Um, I had a pretty bleak uh, dream from Sansa. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is a flashback or what's going on there, or if it's just a metaphor for when, you know, she wakes up bleeding, I guess, maybe. Mm. 
Ah. Yeah, it was bleak. Yeah, I'm not too sure what was going on. I was like, oh, did we skip a scene or something? We went from Sansa sleeping to struggling against a bunch of random dudes in a cellar. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Pew, pew, pew. Um, yeah, that pretty much does it for nudity, because we don't have that. I'll throw to the very... Oh, we got a little bit of uh, dude butt where um, he was getting uh, painted with blood. Oh, which... uh, yeah, that's right. So, again, on my list of... Wait, I forgot about this character entirely, and I want to know more. Melina? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Melina from Mortal Kombat shows up. This uh, For those of you playing at home, you might remember there's like this woman who's got like little plates of metal in like a headdress that's all over it. It's really cool looking, I, like little hexagon kind of plates. I'm not mm. sure how to describe this, but that's why it's cool because it's difficult to explain. Yeah, and she's just got those deep, piercing brown oh, eyes. Yeah. yeah, and a really good scene, although it kind of has the pointless moment because Jorah Mon rocks up. First of all, uh, she's painting from a dead goat's eye, which again, Beatles. <laughs> Um, Painting from a dead goat's eye. And then I immediately wrote down, who the fuck is this lady? I'd forgotten all about her. Uh, but yeah, has this whole bit where she's painting at the back of a dead... Oh, sorry, no, painting the back of a dude. He's not dead, he's breathing. Yeah. But I don't know what the point is. I thought it was one of those on the nose because we just had the scene before of Jamie Lannister talking about the dude. like, he is a painter. He liked to paint in red. Um, yeah, man. Who hmm. the fuck knows? Maybe it was just one of those awful cuts we don't like. Mm. Um... But yeah, it has the whole bit of basically kind of being a little mystical. She seems to know Jorah Mamon, knows that he's in love with Daenerys, and then he's all like, well, who stole her dragons? And she's all like, oh, well, whoever stole them is with her right now. And in the next scene, they just tell her. Mm. <laughs> like, the people who did it, it's like, oh, it was us. Hi, what's up? Yeah. Um, and then the dude from Dungeons and Dragons who wandered into this who show. Who does have purple lips yep. as well. We got a proper close-up <laughs> on the warlock dude, and he actually has purple lips. Like, oh, you are giving me flashbacks to that terrible movie. <laughs> Let, you can listen to our opinions on on One Good Thing's episode of the Dungeons Dragons movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the polls. Like and subscribe. Um, yeah, so, but I will say this was a pretty good scene. This is a, it does segue nicely into violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're sitting around having this kind of council meeting, and the one dude who's this obviously opulent guy does have some good points, because he's all like, I'm kind of glad your dragons are missing, girl, because dragons bring nothing but death and chaos. It's like, yeah, you're right, dude. That's, yeah. uh, you're being portrayed as, like, slovenly, well, not slovenly, like, you know, your typical obese guy with lots of gold rings. And- I wrote down, who's this Shakespeare bureaucrat? <laughs> yeah, exactly, that kind of thing. Um, and I would say he's, a, so we have to refine it. It's not that if you're obese, you get to live. You have to be fat and poor. Mm. So if you're fat and rich, also going to die. Mm. Yeah, this is how you survive Game of Thrones. We're figuring it out back slowly, <laughs> but we're getting there. Um, but yeah, they all just basically tell her, but then all the purple-lipped warlock guys does like a multi-appearance of him. He agent smiths his yeah. way through, <laughs> and they all just slit a bunch of people's throats who really don't resist terribly much. Like, okay, it was obviously one of those things on set of like, okay, and then they're all going to step forward and everyone's going to get their throat slit. And like, no one was like, okay, and you're going to be at like a level three surprise. You're going to yeah, be a level exactly. 10 surprise. You're going to be like not expecting it at all. So there's like a difference. Everyone's like, just shing. Ah. It's like, <laughs> you really could have played, like someone could have made a break for it and almost gotten away. That would have been dramatic. But instead it's just kind of goofy in the sense that it's all just so simple and no one resists. Yeah, well... I mean, as a DM, if everyone crit failed, you'd be like, okay, this is ridiculous. But yeah, you <laughs> right. didn't resist. You got your throat slit and it looked weird. Yeah. Sorry for <laughs> making this too easy. Also, that was a TPK. Goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah. But then he does someone, uh, Jorah Mon stabs one of the warlocks in the back and then he just falls into robes, Obi-Wan Kenobi style. 
Uh, it was it was neat. It was unexpected. This is God, a... he's so many characters from other shows. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've got what you call uh, Sam, the guy from another series. This is like the guy from m- multiple other series. Yeah, is... <laughs> yeah, he's just like Shang Tsung his way into a bunch of different powers. <laughs> like, oh yeah. fuck, another one. <laughs> I know another Mortal Kombat. Woo. And another show. Well, just all over the place on this one. Um, and then the other bit of violence we have is Jim Jam Lannister is in a cell with his cousin in a speech that really kind of goes on for a while here. The cousin's mm. all like, I remember when I squired for you that one time and also I'm going to go on and on and on and on. It was, he did a pretty good job, but it was also like, this is still going, did that seem long to you or is that just me? Because I know what no, happened. No, I, th- I sort of thought that. I was like, um, kind of glad that you didn't mention this in MVP discussions because I thought it was a bit... <laughs> long and drawn out and also jamie's accent actually seemed pretty inconsistent throughout this whole thing and there were a couple of points where i fucking swear that when they cut to close-ups of jamie's face Mm -hmm. that they were doing like shot replacement they looked like a completely different lighting or something was wrong or uh, i mean i was complaining about hdr issues with my tv before that might have been it (laughs) maybe but still there was just there was some weird inconsistencies with jamie's performance not hard to believe they may have done uh pickup for close-up after they'd done the rest of the scene. I mean, that's probably what they did, that you don't usually yeah. sit your actors there, have them do a wide shot, a mid shot, and then have them continue to sit there while you reset up for a close-up. It looked like it was done from a different set, though. It's yeah. just something about the light was way more white in those scenes than when it was sort of more fire-lit by the other ones. Yeah. Well, I didn't notice, but also I can't notice the difference between Blu-ray and DVD, so <laughs> I'm not the guy to ask. Uh, but then it you know, ends with a whole, uh, I just, I've got an escape plan. Yes, let me get closer. Well, you're going to have to do one thing for me. Oh, a little bit closer. And what this one thing is, yes, I'm leaning in very close right now. You need to die. I did and find then that, he attacks him. <laughs> I did find that genuinely shocking, though. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. Because I think that's the benefit of having that long conversation between them, is it builds that kind of rapport and you get a sense of... That uh, they're both family, even if they are kind of distant cousins, and yeah, mm. it does build up that kind of shock moment. I will say he was Jamie's dropping far too many hints, especially when he says you need to die, and then does wait for about five seconds before he starts beating this yeah. dude. But when he does start beating him, that's uh, that's hardcore. So yeah, did he have to beat him though? Like, I'm not entirely sure because the guard like then does the typical guard thing of run in and check on the prisoner. It's like. Dude, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to run into a cell where one prison is lying on the ground, but the other one isn't, and has probably and has obviously attacked him, because who else did? And you're not going to ask for backup first before you go in? Also, these are two very high-profile, you know, prisoners they have. They have one dude on guard. Mm. But also, the, so Jamie gets put into prison because of this. He kills this guy, and then he gets put back into prison. Like I feel like we missed a scene where he escaped, uh, but didn't get far and got recaptured. Right. And that's when they ride in and the, you know, but I think it's kind of unclear. Maybe he just murdered him for shits and gigs. Well, because they drag him in to see the Lady Stark or whatever. Yep, Catelyn. With, yeah, with everybody fucking kicking his ass along the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I do feel like this scene was pointless in a way. I just It feels like there's a scene missing. Like, did he run and only get so far? Or did he get caught when he was trying to escape? Or what happened exactly? We just know they've caught him. And it's like, oh, but you yeah. already... The last we saw of him, he was still shackled. Yeah, and I don't get what killing that one guard who, yeah, pissed off fucking Warren Ellis, um, what mm-hmm. that um, did for the story besides pissed off Warren Ellis. I mean, pissed off Warren Ellis. Mm. Um, Speaking of which, Warren Ellis and Nick Cave's new album is interesting. Oh, well, interesting is not bad. It's like 
EDM ballads? Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> no, I don't have a lot of tolerance for EDM, but that's me. Mm. Um, yeah, so Jim Jam does have the good uh, quote there when the squ- the cousins all like, oh, I squired for you. I, I don't want to tell you about it. it was, it's embarrassing. He's like, more embarrassing than being chained to a post covered in your own shit. Mm. So, yeah, but, so next time you're out there and you may have embarrassed yourself, just think, was this more <laughs> embarrassing than being chained to a post covered in your own shit? Mm. It was the most uncomfortable jackass stunt, that's for sure. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know what we thought we were doing here. I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is being tied to a post covered in your own shit. It's uh, kind of already done. Uh, cut. Yeah. <laughs> jackass 4 coming into cinemas later this year. Oh, really? I am not joking. Wow. I thought it would be too old. <laughs> Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville have both already been hospitalized due to onset injuries. I mean, that's what you want out of it. Jackass sequel, I mm. guess. I-, I hope they all live to tell the tale. <laughs> we we do, but oh well. If they don't, it's their own fault. Um, yeah. Well, any quotable moments you'd like to bring up? Quotable moments. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Nah, fuck. I think uh, we cut. Like, uh, mm. I generally get that out of the way in. Um, yeah. And then the rest the of it's MVP. deciphering my m- notes. Uh, I did quite like uh, there's a bit where see Theon's talking about whatever stuff and he says oh it's better to be cruel than weak it's like I don't want to believe that but it probably is Mm. oh actually quotable moments fucking Aloy just goading uh, John (laughs) fucking oh all of this is delicious Uh, John Bon Bona yeah (laughs) because they wake up huddled together and she's like oh is that a knife in my back there Jon Snow (laughs) oh it's not it's your penis that Game of Thrones equivalent is that a blank in your pocket or are you just happy, happy to, to see, see me. me. Yeah. Yeah. So even though it's not a metaphor for anything, I'm going to call this cock talk so I can do this. <laughs> we now have, that was the sound of the official, what's that, it's this, it's cock talk, zipper. <laughs> so you can, at home, can have your own cock talk segment. Yeah. If we ever get merchandising going, we'll just sell the, the official zipper. Anything else is just a zipper. <laughs> Sign up to the SideQuest Studios Patreon to get yours today. <laughs> yeah. We have to, at, if we get, what is it, uh, the highest tier patrons for three months, they get a merch pack. Mm-hmm. Does it have the zipper in it? Fucked if I know. <laughs> but hey, why not? Uh, hopefully that came up on mic. Is there a way that we can, like, put a bit of fabric behind the zip so. On the top layer of the zip, it said, what's that? And then on the bottom, oh. it, it's this. And then when you unzip, you see, it's Oh, God, off. I hope so. Let me talk to a seamstress. <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, she's got, and she just taunts him the entire way, which is all like, ah, oh, don't they get swollen? Do they not have women there? They're no female crows. Ah, oh, it goes on. But does have eventually a good point of, you know, we're free people. You've taken this oath. But why? What benefit does it have other than mm. making you grouchy? Giving him blue snowballs. Yeah, ooh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and I wrote down this was Python-esque for some reason, but I don't remember why. Oh, yeah, because they had this whole debate where it's like, she's, you know, she's like, I'm a free woman. He's like, oh, you're not a free woman. I've, you're my captain. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm your prisoner, but I'm free. He's like, you're not free. But no, no, but it's different. It's semantics. Yeah, I, I wrote in mine, uh, you know that SpongeBob meme and people write in like alternating caps and lowercase? Yeah. Yeah, who's the real prisoner? Like, yeah. it did feel a bit derpy from that. It's just like, oh, but your honor makes you a prisoner. I'm a free person. And like, I just felt like it's like, yeah, I get it. It's yeah. This is a bit overwrought. And the that they returned to it was a bit annoying, but then it turns into Aloy teasing John relentlessly. It's yeah. fucking amazing. I think she sells it really, really well. Like, yeah. the kind of, you know, childish playfulness she puts behind it while also just, just being just that little bit bitchy. It, it's great. And once again, the... Uh, 
Game of Thrones standard that she's uh, adhering to is like, okay, not straight, not fucking man. Ah, into bestiality it is then. <laughs> it's like, for God's sakes, that is not the three types of sex. We've covered this in like episode four. <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah, no, again, I enjoyed all that kind of back and forthing on that. Uh, we do get the, I think this might be the very first version of You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, mm. about fucking. Yep. But, uh, yep, I was like, oh, is this the first one? I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to finding out. Yeah, oh, and oh, the way she throws it back at him, he's like, turn her back around. And he's like, oh, that's what you said to me when you're fucking me. Ha, ha, Ooh, ha, ha, ha. Gosh, yeah, I love the dialogue <laughs> here. It's so funny. Yeah, and then her quote of, it, are you afraid of it? It doesn't have teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Um, but I do like the jaw, like when she's trying to get him a little bit closer, he doesn't fall for it. He kind of pushes her away and then she's like, ah, oh, well, screw it. Kind of grabs her open pulls and gets away that yeah. way. I do like that he didn't fall for it. He just then fell down anyway. Mm. But uh, yeah, I yeah, appreciate it. Didn't fall for it, but fell. Yeah. He <laughs> From it. Fell. Yep. Uh, let's see. That is, I think, most of my notes on Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of go through, look for what I haven't yelled about yet. Yep. Um, Theon, apparently his last lay was with the... Uh, wildling the only adult in the scooby gang yeah i know so before you know the kind of lay with miranda before chop chop yeah uh yeah so he does wake up and she's not there and then he's all like ah oh, you let a crippled boy and a giant escape and he's like well they must have escaped with that wildling woman you are fucking and he's like i don't know how to respond to this i'm just gonna punch you i thought that was interesting that scene that they showed him you know, really hurt on his hands like I've got to keep this up and just kicks the living shit out of the dude. Yeah, exactly. Can't show weakness. Better to be cruel than weak, as he says later. So, yeah, I think that does play into just how inept he is at yeah. handling this. And I think that does very well for that. Because, yeah, the, the guy has a point, but he's like, ah, oh, you slighted me. I'm going to beat you. But I'm, oh, ow, that hurt. Ah, oh, why mm. do people punch each other? Oh. <laughs> God, that just always use a sword or something. That's a dick. What else? Oh, yeah. So there was a bit of a Dan Brady Days of Our Lives kind of moment. <sighs> Thank you. And I feel like you already know the bit where she's like walking through a room looking at the empty cages where dragons should have been and Joram Mon rocks up and he's all like, I should have been here to protect you. And she's like, oh, blah, blah. There's even a bit where they do the one person standing in the foreground, one person standing in the background out of focus. I'm like, wow. And then I'm trying to like, okay, what's better here? I went eventually uh, with (laughs) Days of Our Dragons. Oh, yeah. uh, But, you know, also Dragons of Our Lives or Games of Our Lives. You know, they're all possibility. Uh, The Balding and the Beautiful. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I had that fucking, like, I'm so glad you made that comparison because that shot was ridiculous. It was so undercutting any drama they were trying to milk out of this scene. It was so stupid. Like, even the scripting and the staging and even the performance was just so melodramatic. Oh, my dragons. Oh, I'll protect you. But however can you protect me? Uh, And I'm trying not to have a bias on these scenes, like, because I already don't, like, I'm... Yeah, I've mentioned how much I don't like them, but fuck, it's like, thank you. you, you yeah. yeah, you put the took the words out of my mouth. And also, like, when you're talking to someone and they've got their back to you and they're talking, it's actually legitimately hard to hear them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say this is like a stone room and therefore very echoey. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you're like, okay, I don't know how you expect me to hear you right now. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, some of, like, perception of human speech is being able to see the lips move. But, uh, mm-hmm. anyway... The, yeah, this we say on me. a podcast. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> I hope you heard that. <laughs> yeah, I do remember a lot of people making fun of this 
general mood of just her, her where are my dragons kind of thing <laughs> and it's yeah this is why it's Very, just some parts was it Faruka salt that was <laughs> yeah actually yeah <laughs> i want my dragons and i want my dragons now and an oompa loompa <laughs> and as well if we're on denarius braid watch as well she's mm-hmm. clearly in a mood because yeah her braids are completely out they're yep. frazzled it's like when you see uh your girlfriends who just came back from bali or something mm-hmm. and they got their hair tightly braided and they took it out and they've got a white girl afro going yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, we we know it's confidence based, and now that her dragons are stolen, she's just ruined. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, theory confirmed as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yes, we do have a bit of Jim Jam Lannister when he's all with his cousin the first time. He's all like, "Which family are you from again? Oh, I'm the son mm. of this woman. Is she the fat one? It's like, oh, your mama's so fat. Jim Jam <laughs> Lannister has heard of her. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so <I'm> not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, am I, I think my last note here, oh wait, no, go on, um, so here's a good bit later when he's talking to Catelyn, he's all like, she's like, you're a man without honor, mm-hmm. uh, and then here's the moment of, you know, honor, I just, you just take so many oaths, you're meant to serve your father, and then you're meant to serve the king, and you're meant to protect the innocent, but what if your father hates the king, and what if the mm. king is slaughtering innocents, what do you do then? It's like, yeah, so I like yeah. Jamie's scene with the Stark lady, mm. yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. The ladies. The, the lady, lady Stark. Stark, not Stark lady. Lady, <laughs> m- lady, my lady. <laughs> and I should address her as my lady, mm. as as we have learned. The apostrophe is for royal familiar. Well, yeah, we've learned something today. I guess <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I think my last note here, and I've lost it, so bear with. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a great line from Brienne of Tarth where someone tries to walk into Catelyn's tent and she stops him and he goes, Ah, get your hands off me, woman. And she goes, You're not allowed in without an invite, man. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, God. (laughs) Fucking love Brienne. Yeah. The fact that I don't think we're going to get any more sass queen, I'll take sassy Brienne. (laughs) It's not quite the same, but it's still very good. Sass night. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. Uh, my only other note is that this episode is continuing another observation that I've noticed, particularly in season two, that the first half of the episode seems to be really chopping and changing very quickly between the stories. Mm-hmm. And I think it's trying to resolve the tension of the last episode's longer scenes at the end. And I'm sort mm-hmm. of trying to take a mental note of that going into the next episode, if that's what happens. Because, yeah, they really seem to leave the drawn out conversational scenes especially in this episode towards mm. the end and i felt like i noticed that last time so yeah i'm gonna look forward to that um look backward to that going yeah. forward it would be interesting to talk like to like a, a tv editor and see is it is it actually better to front load with your quick change scenes or yeah. is that better to keep towards the end to like liven things up a little bit after you've maybe had a lot of talky talky yeah because i'd imagine the idea is establish where everyone is and what's going on and what stories we're going to tell this episode and then spend a little bit more time with each of those once they're established. But uh, I'm just curious, is there a a methodology behind doing it in reverse? Yeah. Well, I do want, like, I'm curious to even talk to the editors and sort of storyboarders of this show to, like, Mm. what... Because they, I felt like they realised this at some point and they just sort of, in episodes in later seasons, would sort of just do... Um, seven set pieces mm. you know one after the other and not much chopping and changing in between like because i do feel like it's a little disorientating yeah like, it can be like okay where are we and what are we doing again right. yeah because like we switched to the john and aloy stuff like three times and it's like yeah for for an hour show i feel like they could have cut that down to yeah two scenes tops yeah no i agree but i mean again maybe there's reason for it maybe if we watched it it would be not as good yeah i don't know enough about editing to really comment on that and the only other scene we got was um 
a recon no rob meeting the nurse who's yeah. that fucking stark that dies rob yeah I mean, most of them but rob yeah <laughs> true red wedding red wedding rob well, mm. that's tough red wedding wob red wedding rob Ooh. yep flipping back to the r after wedding yeah red yeah. wedding rob red mm. wedding rob tried at home um yeah so th- i wrote this down as well as a scene but not really a lot happens other than you know she's all like oh, i need medical supplies to help the men and also the enemy men because they're not my enemies they're just mm. wounded people and he's all like well i've got the hots for you so i'll allow that <laughs> and uh, that's about it yep and that sets up the scene where they go walking through the very windy place yeah although she does pronounce maester wrong she says meister and i'm like <laughs> is that meant to be a dialect thing or did you just fuck it up yeah yeah well, it, it happens <laughs> yeah, yeah whatever it's it's just something that a guy on a podcast noticed yeah i'm sure she'll be racked with guilt that's a very good name for a podcast a guy on a podcast noticed <laughs> it would be a good uh, game of thrones one as well especially yeah. in reference to a guy on a podcast noticed <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be with that tone of voice though. yeah <laughs> i mean it's like well, i can't remember who originally said it but i first heard it from you that the collective noun for a group of white dudes is a podcast yeah <laughs> yeah it's painfully true mm-hmm. all right which brings us to this part of the pod, pod uh, this part of the white guy podcast uh do you have any other notes or is that that's it that checks you out well then we ask, ask our final question how did we get here all right well someone told me uh that the next episode is called the old gods and the new mm. um so this is going to be a cut like a break away from the, all the stories we've uh, seen in game of thrones and kind of like uh, almost like it feels like a backdoor pilot for another show but mm-hmm. anyway we're going to go up to uh, heaven and yep. see um, all the old gods and the new and the incoming um, gods that are taking over the yeah, heaven. Yeah, sort of be like a sitcom and like well I've been a god here for a long time I don't care for these young whippersnappers that are moved in next door. Lord, yeah, Lord of Light is going to be arguing with the new god, the god of tits and wine and, yep. Yeah, the 16 titted god of wine. Um, <laughs> so much fun <laughs> Yeah, it'll be like look I know you're the Lord of Light, can you turn it down? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Lord of Light just looking down at fucking the red. That is not what I meant at all. Oh my god, she's burning people again. Jeez. I... Light, you are thinking of the god of fire. That <laughs> is another very guy. Very different things. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure it's all wacky hijinks from here on out. Well, until next time, I've been. Be- uh, I, I nearly said I've been Elliot J. O'Neill in my dreams. <laughs> I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch is ended.